As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our body is the best doctor we could ever imagine. We just need to give it the, the capacity. So we need to unbog it and um, take these weights off so that it can do its job. Our immune system is the, one of the most incredible things out there. Stranger Connections is the embodiment of Lisa David Olson's perspective of we're all just friends who just simply haven't met yet. It's an exploration of the weirdly wonderful side of life and a look at the single commonality we have with each other, our differences. Slip off your shoes, pour a cup of your favorite, and let's meet this week's Barrel of Quirks. Welcome to Stranger Connections, where I celebrate wonderfully weird people and quirky stories. I'm your curious beast and host, Lisa David Olson. In this episode, I get to chat with Jennifer Garman and... We met on LinkedIn and I follow your work. And I said to her, I've got to learn more. Can we do this thing on my show? So welcome to Stranger Connections. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me, Lisa. I'm excited to be here. So I had to look up this, this thing that everybody's buzzing about and it's called EFT. And so I had to look that up and tell me if I'm right that I came up with emotional freedom technique. That's correct. You got it. Okay. So I did a little Google, Google. And so a lot of your work is around gratitude and happiness versus depression. I found a book that you wrote and I'm excited to get that as well. And we will talk about your book, but you said that you can do this over the phone for your clients. And before we get into that, please share your background and what got you into this work. Absolutely. So, um, I fell ill, um, after my youngest daughter, she had just turned one and I was chugging along great. Um, I never really got sick. And when I did get sick, I used to just barrel through it and work and, you know, kind of just take on the day and just do what I could. I never took a sick day. I was never in bed type of person. But then one day, as if a light switch was flipped, I suddenly fell ill and it started out with absolute complete insomnia. Like I did not sleep a second for a whole night. And I thought that was bizarre. I've never had this, even the most stressful times of my life, you know, uh, exams that my job hinged on this type of thing. Um, You know, a class that I had to get a certain grade in college, or I would have to retake it kind of thing. And I, 
I always would sleep even a couple hours in the most stressful situations. So this was very new and very bizarre to me until it happened the next night and the next night. And by now, day four, three nights of zero sleep, I was a zombie. I was a mess. And I was on the phone with my doctor going, I have to see them today. And I was in there going, I don't know what's going on, but I have to sleep. I'm going nuts. I had three young kids at the time. Um, they were three, three, and just turned one. And I was going absolutely insane. <laughs> so oh. of course, what the doctor did was um, I kind of started down this path of Band-Aid prescriptions. And I know a lot of people can relate to this. Like, well, let's Band-Aid this thing, the, the no sleep, without digging into, well, why could you suddenly have insomnia? Here's so a pill I spent for your pill. A pill for the pill. Exactly. Yeah. I spent about a year going down this route and I would get some sleep, but things would start to snowball and compile. So I was getting other symptoms, um, autoimmune type disorders, um, GI symptoms, um, brain fog, um, forgetfulness, um, just you, you name it. Um, I was diagnosed with just about every autoimmune disease. I saw just about every specialist you can imagine. I went to acupuncture. I went to functional medicine doctors. I went down this path of Lyme disease for about a year with absolutely no resolution. Um, at one time, they, point they thought that I had mold illness. Um, I mean, I literally had been through the gamut and I spent seven years doing this. No and I didn't way. have any answers and I wasn't any better. I still knew in my heart that I was just as sick as I was that very first day, seven years later. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. What is going on? And it was around that marker that I decided, you know what, I am going to just do what I can to move forward and live my life and stop stressing and worrying and going down all these rabbit holes of this disease and this symptom and this doctor. And it was exhausting because I had probably eight pages worth of all of my history and my symptoms. This is a, a compiled um, list that I would constantly go in and reevaluate and re uh, work, but it had come up to about eight pages of like, okay, I've been through these modalities, these treatments, these diseases, this, these specialists, and it was just exhausting. And it was my whole focus was on this negative and negative, negative, negative every day, like waking up, like in a panic, like, okay, who am I going to call today? What path am I going to go down today? It was just, it had to stop. Oh, and so by the I, way, three young kids while this is going, and this is horrible to think of as a person just wanting to feel better and sleep and not be on new pills and new pills. And now you've got these three little dudes, little dudettes running around that you don't get to just take a break and work on yourself all the time. Yeah. It's, it's manic. As a mom, I felt awful that sometimes my kids were coming and caring for me and I was laying in bed and they were bringing me things to eat. And I just felt like, okay, this is just not supposed to happen. Like I'm supposed to be taking care of them. They're not supposed to be caring for me and asking if I'm sick again. And, it, you know, I'd have little blips here and there where I felt a little bit like, you know, up to 70% back and then it would slow, it would erode very quickly. Um, but at this point in my life, I knew I had to just do whatever I could to just pick up the pieces and move on. And at this point I decided I was going to get my life coaching certification because I always in my heart knew that my purpose was to help others. So I was going to get this and maybe I could take on a client at a time and, you know, an hour here, an hour there type thing. And maybe I could help somebody else that, you know, maybe wouldn't have to spend seven years getting to the point that I was now at Right. that kind of thing. So um, in my study for my certification, 
all this mindset stuff started coming up. Um, neuro, um, neuroplasticity, I became fascinated with and just took on a side study of that. Um, gratitude kept coming up over and over again as the happiest, um, healthiest people are grateful people that truly express that emotion. Um, there was other things too, um, quantum physics. I learned all about that and how are we are almost 100% energy. And our focus is so important. Our thought patterns are so important to our overall physical health. And these are all completely new things that I had never heard before. You know, I knew people that meditated and I kind of always put them out in a, like this, you know, woo-woo category, like, you know, great for you. You've got eight hours a day, just sit around and think of nothing. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but that's what I used to think of them as. I, I right. had no idea how powerful this stuff was. Right. So as I started to learn more and more about it, I decided, you know what, I'm going to take what I've learned and I'm going to use myself as a guinea pig. And I decided that I was going to take on the root emotion of gratitude because it was the most, the highest frequency emotion that we could do. So I was going to put that and I was going to bring these neuroplasticity techniques in and I'm just going to see what happens. And it was so incredible. Within a couple of days time, my energy shot through the roof and I was, I was shocked because this is one thing I really struggled with was, you know, just feeling like a drag down blob. I would tell people I would go up the stairs and I felt at the top, like I had just climbed Mount Everest. And it's like, that's not supposed to happen. You're not supposed to feel that way from going up one flight of stairs, but that's how I felt. And now was bounding up the stairs. And I'm like, I could do this a hundred times. Like, where's this coming from? So I kept at it. And I, I realized that, you know, this was very powerful stuff because over a month's time, all of my symptoms had gone away. In I still a wasn't month. in a month. Yeah. Less than a month actually. Wow. And I still wasn't hundred percent convinced that they were going to come back, but I was convinced on how powerful all this was. And, um, I can happily say it didn't come back. <laughs> and how long has and it I been? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know whatever, what I was, that was, I was, I have no diagnosis to share. I don't know exactly what it was. What I do know is that it probably was all these layers of, you know, the proverbial onion, you've got all these layers of disease and um, things that our bodies constantly deal with. And at some point, everything is just going to unravel because it can't take anymore. And I, at some, I somehow just reached that point where everything fell apart because I just had taken on one layer too much. And in these practices, I was peeling off layers and they may have been very deep. I know some of them were very deep. Um, but I know for a fact that I was peeling off a bunch of these layers and I was letting my body say, okay, now I can handle things. Now I can take over again and heal and get you back to where you need to be. So that's absolutely what happened. And once that happened, um, there was no doubt in my mind that this was my life trajectory. I needed to share this with as many people as I could. Um, I founded gratitudemission.org to share the power of gratitude with moms, especially, and families, and to be able to teach this to their kids. Because the first people I wanted to teach this to was my own kids. Um, I wanted them to be able to bounce back from adversity and to kind of handle anything coming at them with ease and say, you know what, this is life. I've got this. I've handled this, this and X in the past. I can handle Y now. And um, so my gratitude tree, um, my growing gratitude tree is the first product that I came up with. And I was lucky enough to get that on the home shopping network in um, the fall of 2018 and take that on a national launch campaign. Um, which was so exciting. And then that, um, that appearance and campaign led into me being able to write a book and secure a publisher and go down that route. Um, so my book, uh, Flourish, Seven Ways Gratitude Can Transform Your Life, 
published in April of 2020. And right when that pandemic hit, I had all these things scheduled in person and they all got pulled out from under me. And it was just one of those really fun things where it's just like, hurry up and scramble and reimagine everything you need to do. <laughs> but it was a great year. Um, I really kept the perspective of gratitude in and I was sharing so much. But what I kept hearing, especially in the midst of the pandemic was, I love gratitude. There's no doubt in my mind it can work, but I can't get there. I'm in this negative place and I can't get there. Over and over, I kept hearing this. And I was seeing it too. There were so, the statistics don't lie. There were so many people struggling. And I knew I needed to build a bridge from where people were to the point that they could embrace gratitude. And so I scoured the internet. I looked for all kinds of techniques and modalities and the research behind them and the studies. And what I finally came up with was EFT or emotional freedom technique. And what I love about it is a, anybody can do it. It's very easy to learn and it's very quick and effective, especially for getting you out of the negative. That's what is the, the best thing about it is that it can pull you quickly out of the negative. And when you free up that negative space that was you know, taking root, then you can have extra space to bring in the positive. And that's when gratitude and all the things that gratitude can bring into your life can really come in and fill that empty negative with wonderful positive and abundance and um, uh, all the you know, happiness and fulfillment and, you know, connection with others and all the things that people want in their life. Kind of a decluttering for the soul and the mind. And, you know, when you purge Absolutely. the junk drawer of your body, you know, that's, that's where you can find it. And by looking for more gratitude, that's how you find it. One of my guests once said that when you talk badly about someone else or a situation, let's just say politics, your body and your everything you're made up with doesn't understand that you're not having that anger, that you're just sharing that story. And so yes. it still affects you. It absolutely affects you. And if you think of these thoughts and these, these negative things that we allow into our thoughts, our brains, our lives as little, like, um, little cells, uh, because that's kind of how they are. They start out as little cells, but if you focus on them too much, they can grow into bigger things. And that's when things get scary because you, you think of things like malignancies and tumors and, you know, other things that these negative energies can grow into that, um, AKA our body can't handle that much. Um, and that's kind of th when things get scary. But when you bring in things like EFT, it unblocks those clogs and allows the energy to flow again and um, free up that space, like I said. So then what would be, I, I openly talk about my mild anxiety on my show and in my life and how therapy is so important. And I also am a person that has been on different meds and I just, I don't want to be med bouncing. And I always think, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'll get in trouble here. But sometimes I wonder if they get some sort of percentage by saying, go see this specialist or go try this medication. Cause I got a free coffee cup. You know, I'm just <laughs> like, I want to do the natural stuff. I definitely have recently gone back to acupuncture now that some places open back up. I love massage, yoga, all the things. So if that's what feeds my anxiety in the good way and calms me down and gets me grounded because I'm right in the middle of a polar vortex where I live and I usually am outside all the time. So tell me how I could use this technique and especially during the winter where I can't be outside, which is my happy place. How would that work for somebody with anxiety? 
Yeah, so that, yeah, that's a great point. And the anxiety is one of the places that EFT shines. Depression, anxiety, um, it just does wonders. So if you think of, like you just mentioned, you can't be outside because it's cold. Well, you're, you're in the now, you're, you're feeling this, but what your brain is doing is it's, it's extending the worst case scenario. Like, well, what if this lasts for weeks? What if this lasts for months? Hey, look at this pandemic. I thought this was going to be over soon. I thought it'd be over by now. And our brain goes to these negative places because we're wired this way. This is um, our negative tendency uh, perception. And we are just hardwired this way. And it's really hard to not click into this space where like, what if, what if, oh no, this is going to turn into a nightmare, but we have to take a step back. And we have to say, okay, even though it's too cold to spend time outside right now, I know that this is going to not be for very long. This is going to free up. Um, why don't I come up with some, you know, things that I can do inside that maybe I didn't have time for, you know, flip it to the positive and to the perspective of, okay, I'm going to, you know, use this time for better things. And the way EFT would do, would um, unclog this negative is we would say, even though it's too cold to go outside right now. I fully and completely love myself. And we kind of go through all the points. And what we're doing in this part is we are acknowledging the negative and we're releasing the negative. And what I'll do is I'll get somebody in this emotional state. And if you'd like to run with it, uh, through it with me, we can do that. Um, and I can show you how you feel um, when you get into the state, because I kind of work you up and you feel this emotion. And then we go through the tapping. And then you tell me on a scale of one to 10, how you felt after we did a session. Yeah. You might need to do a couple until you get from a higher level down to a lower level. So um, maybe first I can show everybody the tapping sequence, if that would work. Sure. And then we'll talk through it since it's audio. So go ahead and explain to somebody who's never heard of tapping, or maybe they've heard it and they, they think it's a dance. Why don't you explain <laughs> briefly what that would mean to do the tapping in this instance? It's Absolutely. not special so shoes. No, it's not special shoes. And it's really easy to get because there's not that many points. So the first and foremost point is the karate chop point. And you can do this on either side. So whatever feels comfortable, usually feels more comfortable for right-handed people to do the actual tapping with their right hand. Um, and you, this can be taught, you can do two fingers, three, four. I like to use four because you're, you make sure you get it all then. <laughs> so, so we're um, outside the pinky where the pinky runs we to are the outside wrist. The pinky. Outside. Mm -hmm. And if you think of like, you're going to chop a board, this mm -hmm. is exactly that. This is your karate chop point right below where the pinky bends right there. And so I should do that on the, my dominant hand or does it matter? You should be, t if you're right-handed or left-handed. Yes, I'm right-handed. Um, then you would be tapping with your right hand on your left hand. Okay. So you use your right hand as a little, a little tapper and sure. you'd be doing it on your left hand. So yeah, right in that karate chop area of your left hand or left-handed people of your right hand. Okay. And that's the point that we start with. And from there, we go to the very top of the head. How long and do I tap my hand? How long does that uh, go? We usually repeat the sequence, um, our, our, um, our statement, um, about four or five times while we're tapping this area, just to kind of get us into that mindset and that emotion. So my statement then, right now should be something to so work even on? Even though or? it's too cold to spend time outside right now, and it's causing mm -hmm. me anxiety, Mm -hmm. I fully and completely love myself. Ooh, okay. Even so though it's too cold and it's negative. a polar yeah. vortex and it's actually warmer in Alaska today than in my front yard in Minnesota, I fully embrace this and I still love myself. You and I'm still love yourself. I'm going to find things to do inside and I will not yes. like a flagpole today. 
So we're acknowledging the negative, but we're replacing it with the positive. So we've got, we've kind of got the, the two polars. Okay. So we're acknowledging that there's negative, but there's positive too. So there's the yin, there's the, there's the yang. And then from that point, we go to the very top of the head. And I say that, you know, feel around on the top of your head and you may feel a point that's kind of tender. And that's the point where you tap. And this is a pretty easy one to feel. Do you feel that point right on the top of your head? Yeah, the very top of my skull, but it's, it's towards the back, maybe a high ponytail spot is yes, where I'd say yes. it. Yep. And then you would just tap on that. Okay. Okay. That would be the second point. So I call that top of the head. Got okay. it. And then in my mind, I'm saying this statement again, and I'm reminding myself that yeah. I'm, I'm okay. And what we do after we do the karate point is we just focus on a short statement of the negative. So we would just say so cold outside. Sure. Okay. And this is just because we're releasing this. We're releasing the energy through our body. So we say so cold outside. So and cold we tap outside. About six or seven times here. So cold outside. Mm-hmm. And from that point, we take our eyebrow and we go right on the inside of the eyebrow. And again, you can probably feel right where you're at the edge of your eyebrow. So not quite over towards the middle of your nose, but you feel a little bit tender there. So it's the beginning of the eyebrow from the inner beginning corner of the, of the eye go up. Yep. And it's, that is such a great spot to massage. And it is. Yes. Tap. That's a wonderful, all these points are great points to massage, especially if they're feeling sore, just massage it for a little bit. It's a wonderful thing to do. It is. In yoga, we would put our forehead to the mat and just rock back and forth uh, and love that. That's so calming. Yes. Very and so we may need to do less fingers here. I usually do about two at this point. And we'll on just each side, so right? Each. No, each you just want to stay on the one side. Oh, you are? Okay. Yep. You can pick either side. But what I suggest is if you're going to stay towards one side, just do, because there's other points too that are also on the side. Just stay towards that side for everything that you're going to do. Got it. And we would just say, so cold outside. It's cold outside. Yes. And about six or seven times there. And then the next point we're going to do is we follow the eyebrow to the edge. And this is just off the eyebrow. It's a little towards the corner of the eye. And okay. we feel around and so, there's a little tenderness there right by the bone. So we're right on the outside corner of the same side. That my, for me, it's my right. So I'm doing my yep. right side of my outside corner, my right eye. Yep. And I can feel this more when I'm tapping versus when I'm poking around for it. I yeah, feel it for sure. And this bone. is what I call side of the eye. So this was corner of the eye, which is the eyebrow. Got it. Corner of the eyebrow. And then this is side of the eye. Side of the eye. Okay. Okay. And then we just say so cold outside. So cold outside. <laughs> <laughs> and then from that point, we go just directly under the eye. You feel a little bone right there? Yes. Right under your eye? That's the under. point. And we tap on that little bone and this is under the eye. Okay. And we just say so cold outside. It's so cold outside. And just about six or seven times there. And then we take it just under the nose. Now the next two points may be hard for people to feel the tenderness, but it's very easy to know the point. So if there's no tenderness there, that's very common in these next two points. You're not, a lot of people don't feel that. So we're going we just, to my mustache zone here. Yes. <laughs> Literally <laughs> that right above your lip, between your lip and your nose, right under the nose. And it's so cold. So cold outside. Cold outside. Yes. 
And then the next point is the little divot right here on your chin. My <laughs> cleft, chin point. my handsome cleft, cleft of my it. chin. <laughs> and we tap right there. So it's pretty again, much below is, the lower lip. Yes. And you can kind of feel it that if you have a little chin dimple, this is exactly where it would be. So, so cold outside. The, so cold outside. This is the chin point. Got it. And then from there, we go to the collarbone. Now the collarbone actually starts on both sides. Um, you're gonna, so this is not in the middle, but this is on the right side of the left side, but right where the collarbone starts. So right here. Right on the upper collarbone, right? Yes. The top of the ridge. Right, of it. Okay. yes. But closer to your Adam's apple. So you're gonna do it right about where the collarbone starts. Yeah, you got it right there. Okay. So if you go to your Adam's apple and just shift over just a little bit, you'll feel your collarbone and that's where you want to tap. Okay. Kind of the point you can feel. Yeah. So a lot edge. of people can feel this one because it's a strong point. Mm -hmm. So close to our beautiful hearts. Yes. So cold outside. So cold outside. <laughs> and we are more than halfway there. So we just got a couple more to do. And then the next point, and I'm going to shift my camera down here. So this is under the arm. Okay. And if you're right-handed, you're going to reach around your body. And so under the arm, and I feel, it feels like it's going just into the rib cage. And am I staying so, on my right side? So right now I'm going to switch hands that is You're tapping. going to switch hands just because it's a lot easier to get to. So, so I'm staying kind of on going, my right side. I'm underneath my armpit. I feel my ribs. Yeah. And do you feel a little point there that's a little bit tender? Yes, I do. Okay, so that's the point. And this is, you know, one of those things that you kind of have to feel around for, but most people can feel that tender point. For me, I'm feeling like a little bit behind, like going towards the back of my rib cage on the yeah. upper part of my armpit. Okay. Yeah, you might feel it in a different place. So you just tap there. Okay. And it's so cold outside. So cold outside. And we are on, in the home stretch now. We just have the hand and Good. then we are done. All right. <laughs> okay. So now we have the, the fingers of the hands. So um, we did the karate chop point. Mm -hmm. So if we go all the way up to the pinky and we go on the inside of the pinky and then follow that up to the thumb. So now we're on the edge of the thumb. Right. We're on the outside okay, so edge of the thumb of the hand. We outside edge with. of the thumb. And we kind of just tap there. Um, what we're trying to tap on is the nail bed on the lower part of the thumb. So the right where the nail bed comes out is what we're tapping okay. on. Got yeah. it. And you probably won't feel this as a sore point, but when you start tapping on it, you'll feel it, you'll start to feel it like, oh yeah, that is a point. Yes, I absolutely do on that one. Yes. And then we just follow this along the fingers on the exact same part. So then we go to our index finger okay. in that exact same place. We're on the thumb side of the index finger. So we're going to stay yep. on that edge. And we're uh, just towards the nail bed, but on the edge of your it. finger. Yep. Repeating our statement that it's so cold so outside. So cold outside. And then we go to our middle finger, same thing. So, so cold, cold outside. outside. And then I don't, don't ask me why, but we skip the ring finger and we go to the pinky. <laughs> Probably because it's attached to our heart. There might be something about oh. that. That's why we wear That's a, a ring point. finger. That's why it's our ring finger, right? Yep. And it's just, it's so cold outside. And the little so finger is outside. the last point. Okay. And that is a full se sequence of um, EFT tapping. So it does not go lower than the armpit. No, it does not go lower than the armpit. And what we do is we start off and we get into the emotional state 
and we feel it. We don't want to get past like a seven or an eight though, in terms of a intensity scale of a, a zero to 10. We want to stay at about a seven is ideal because it's the point where we can really feel it, but we are not getting ourselves to the point of no return where we're going to fly off the handle if we get too more emotional about it. So once we can feel we're at about a seven, then we start with the karate chop point and we repeat our long statement four or five times that even though it's so cold outside and I can't be where I want to be enjoying the outdoors, I fully and completely love myself. Oh. And we do that four or five times. We do and this whole sequence four or five times? Just the karate chop point. Just the karate chop. Okay. Yes. Repeating that full statement four or five times. So even though it's so cold outside, I can't be where I want to be in the outdoors. I fully and completely love myself. Oh, the full statement is on the, the first full one. statement okay. is on the karate chop. That's the one thing is the karate chop is the full statement because we Got are it. fully embracing this. Yes. And then Setting once we the fully embraced it. Yeah. Yep. Then we go to the top of the head and we just say it's so cold outside. Good. Yep. And how many times and do we repeat the whole thing? Well, so once we get to a seven or so. Oh, and we do a full sequence. Then we say, okay, where am I now? Did I come down to a five? If I did, that's fantastic. Wonderful. Um, it, you shouldn't be going up. If you go up, I have different things for that, but I'm not really going to talk about it because it doesn't happen that often. Um, right. But there's different things that we can do to counteract that and bring us back down on the scale. But what you want to do is you want to be moving down the scale at least one or two points each time you do a full session of EFT. And ideally, you want to get to a one or a two. Um, you're feeling like this is just, okay, I can ha handle this. This is great. I can get on with my day. This isn't an issue anymore. And then that's when we know it's time to do a, um, so I call it a grounding sequence where we literally, we kind of um, embrace that and we um, kind of close it out. And it's our, our closing procedure, which um, it further ingrains that into our system. What it made me do is bring it to the moment and be fully aware of what I'm working on. But it also was um, towards the end, I felt myself take a really deep and cleansing breath. So what a great reset oh, that reminder that. is. I think for myself, it'd be the, the square breathing that I need to be able to sleep at night. But doing this brings it to the point of the very thing I love about yoga. The greatest teachers for me say, acknowledge the thought and let it go this aligns with that thought process for me. And I so often have to be told that it's not because I'm in my own head. So I think that's why guided meditation works for me or things like that. But this aligns with deep breathing and acknowledging it and getting it out. I think this is so helpful. Tell me how I could do this in a meeting in person. I still work during the day at an office. So how can I do it? So my boss doesn't know that he's driving me nuts. <laughs> yeah. You know what? This literally takes two minutes. Go to the bathroom. Oh, right. Do it in the bathroom stall, two minutes of your time. And even if you need to repeat it, then it's four minutes. It's still considered a bathroom break. Uh, you yeah. know, I think up to 10 minutes, you can have a bathroom break. People you check their well phones and like, you know, th this happens regularly. So that's <laughs> that what would I be suggest the, is just jump in that bathroom. <laughs> the B-E-F-T, <laughs> the bathroom <laughs> emotional freedom technique. <laughs> Absolutely. People use this, you know, before they get on a flight, if they're worried about flying, you know, there's so many scenarios where anxiety can pop up and you can discreetly do this too. You know, you can be sitting in your seat and discreetly doing it. Um, even the tapping of the, of the top of your head, you know, you just pretend you're reading a book and people aren't even going to notice what you're doing. And do you um, care what so people powerful. think? Let's not care what people think, exactly, everyone, please. Exactly. Can we not? And, 
the research, this is over two decades old. I mean, the research is out there. Chances are people are, are going to have seen this and know exactly what you're doing and be like, oh, that's a reminder. I probably should start doing that again, too. <laughs> yeah. And if, if they do care, that's, that's awesome, too. Don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the mood. Oh, I think that is really, really helpful. I, I absolutely see this hap- helping myself. And I think of people right away that I can share this with. You're saying that this system helped you to reset your issues you were going through with sleep issues and how you were kind of off and misdiagnosed? Well, no. EFT is something that I brought in after. So I was able to completely heal because I was able to get into a state of meditation where I fully embraced gratitude. And it took hours. It took hours and hours a day. And I finally healed that way. But what I needed to find was something to get people where I was quicker. And that's when I went searching and what I found was EFT. And I have personally done it on myself for things here and there, and it's worked wonders. Um, just letting things go. I even gone into my past on certain things that I needed to let go that I knew I was still holding on to pieces of. And I've cleansed my whole past with EFT. I know how powerful it is. And had I known about it back then, I probably it wouldn't have taken me a month to get where I was with sleep and healing and all that and being able to fully embrace the positive. I would, I would have gotten much, it probably would have been a week. <laughs> right. I, I'm so amazed that you found that you had to have been desperate after all the doctor visits and all the misdiagnosis that to be able to put hours and hours into meditation, I don't know how you came to that. You must've had something deep down just screaming at you like, this is the right thing. Yeah, well, I just incorporated it as part of my learning. Like, you know, I gave myself six hours a day to learn and study. And I said, okay, this is part of it. This is what I'm going to do for myself. And for part of my study procedure is I need to have this real world research that I did to know that what I'm doing is going to really, truly help others. If I don't feel it myself, I can't say that it's going to help anybody else. And that's kind of the proof that I needed was to see that this not only could be beneficial to others, but why and how and in what scenarios, that kind of thing. You had a calling. I and did. It you, and it helped yourself. <laughs> yes, so what better absolutely. Way to do I it? believe that. That is so incredible. Well, I want to thank you for that. I am absolutely in love with this idea and I'm going, going to incorporate it right away and share with other people that I, I really feel that they need to hear this message. And um, heck, let's just jump right into the part of my show where I ask you if you have ever done or had done to you a dare or a prank? Yes, um, my daughter, this was a couple of years ago uh, when we had not, it would not have been very long since um, she was given her first iPad. And they thought my son and my, my uh, older daughter who are twins kind of got it in their head like, hey, let's play a prank on mom and dad. So my younger daughter, they found this screenshot that looked like a shattered screen. It was very realistic looking. And she came <laughs> running to me and said, look, 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 my iPad. And I about lost it because this is brand new. And she had a history of dropping things and we hadn't yet got the protector case. And I told her, you've got to stay on the couch with this until we get this case. And my heart just sank until everybody came out laughing and they had just done the same thing to dad. And I was just like, Oh, you guys. <laughs> Did he find it funny? He knew. He <laughs> knew that it was a fake, <laughs> but I fell for it. Oh, man. 
that, that means that the kids definitely heard enough of you saying, stay on the couch. Don't walk around the kitchen with it. <laughs> yes. My mom, I'm always shouting out, you know, be safe, do this, do that. Don't do that. I just, it's just comes out of me. I don't even realize I'm saying it. <laughs> hey, at least that means they're hearing you, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess in that sense they are. Yes. <laughs> Well, please share where people can find you and how they can, um, and oh, and quick, tell me about your gratitude tree. I want to know about that. Oh yeah, absolutely. So my growing gratitude tree is a vinyl wall decal in the form of a tree that you add leaves to on a regular basis to remind you of all the things in your life that you have to be grateful for. So cool. So there you apply it to your own and wall. And the power in this is not oh, only sorry. doing the exercise. Would you start over? We've, yes, we've yes. Rose. So you apply it to your wall. And what it is, is that you, it changes your perspective because most people have a negative tendency bias and they will shift towards things that are negative and it pulls them in that direction. Well, this does the opposite. So this shifts your perspective in the opposite way and pulls you towards the positives, the grateful things in your life and gives you a perspective of gratitude, which is one of the most powerful mindsets that you can have. Um, and it's a visual reminder. So it's a growing, living visual reminder of everything you have. So each day you pass it, you notice it, and your mindset is re reset to, wait, I've got all this. I'm not going to worry about, you know, the promotion that I may or may not get. Look at all I've got right now. So what you're doing is this vinyl decal goes on the wall, wherever you choose, and then different family members can add a leaf at random, right? Or, yes. or do you discuss yes. it, make whatever you want to do? It's a great thing to discuss at the family dinner table. It's a great thing to discuss with grandparents on a Zoom call. You can do one at your house. Grandparents can do one at theirs and you can share with, with each other what you're grateful for. It's such a bonding experience between people to share things you're grateful for or share why you're grateful for somebody um, in what scenario that you had gratitude for them in that day. So, so powerful. I, I could see that being something where we each get our own tree and why not have a grateful forest all along the living room wall? Why not? Oh, yes, that would be wonderful. <laughs> In kids' bedrooms, it's another great thing before um, bed to go think through things you're grateful for and add it to, you know, you see all these vinyl decals for the kids' rooms. A, a tree in one little corner of the wall um, would fit too. And a lot of clients um, that I have have trees in the kids' rooms. Oh, absolutely. I could see where um, it gratitude is such a, um, it's just so prevalent around the fall for some reason. And I think it's because the Thanksgiving. And so we think, thanks. It doesn't have to be a seasonal thing. It doesn't. No. Oh, and the great thing about it is that, you know, it can take you out of a negative situation. Like just, there's so many people just dragged down this winter and the burnout is extensive and people thought we'd be past this pandemic by now. And the uncertainty is still there. We have no idea what's going to happen or when, or if normal is ever going to return. And that is challenging and disturbing for a lot of people. But when we take on the perspective of gratitude, it's amazing how that negative and that concern and worry melts away. That's exactly it. And for me, you know, why do you live where you live? I hear on the constant, because when the daffodils pop up, that's a big celebration. So we could be thinking forward as, as well as our mindset that we went over today is a visual reminder and that's for anyone and you could be putting it on your Facebook and Instagram and hey I added a leaf today what did you do <laughs> yes it's such a wonderful thing to share with others yes well thank you for your work I love all the positivity I'm so glad to be connected with you 
let's talk about your book and where they can find that. So my book is entitled Flourish, Seven Ways Gratitude Can Transform Your Life. Um, it's available on Amazon, on all of the book retailers, as well as my website, um, where my tree is, which is gratitudemission.org. And then also, if you're interested in EFT, you can book a complimentary trial session of that with me. Um, and that is on my website, which is jennifergarman.xyz. Wonderful. Uh, that would be fun. And I, I can tell you guys, just being able to go through this and be told how to do it really works. And it's something I'm going to incorporate throughout the day and bathroom breaks at work. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that it's working for you. And it's a very large percentage of people that it's very effective for. Um, upwards of 85% of people can be um, highly benefited by something like EFT. I always liken it to how as humans, we think we have to research, learn, and be told what to do. And you look at a deer giving birth in the woods and they just know to plop out a, a little baby deer and eat the placenta and everything. I'm not trying to be gross, but think about that. No one <laughs> sent them the book, How to Have a Baby Deer in the Woods, right? And right. so if we're using something like this, we're tapping into our intuitive and taking care of self and reminding ourselves that we have it within us. I think that is really beneficial. Let's start there. I'm, I'm not putting down all doctors, but I'm at an age where I've been through the ringer and I'd rather learn self-healing and self-care. I still go to the doctor, but why not tap into what we have within us and trust ourselves that we can use our brains and our minds to help heal from the inside out? Yes. And you bring up a great point because our body is the best doctor we could ever imagine. We just need to give it the, the capacity. So we need to unbog it and um, take these weights off so that it can do its job. Our immune system is the, one of the most incredible things out there. And it can handle coronavirus. It can handle all these other things, but we just need to take some load off of the body so that it can pick up and do its job functionally well. Beautifully stated. I'm, that's really awesome. I really, really enjoyed this time together. I'm honored to have chatted with you, Jennifer Garman. And remember, we can only be strangers once and stay weird. This has been Stranger Connections with Lisa David Olson. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.